Today I want to share with you some harsh but direct truth. And this doesn't imply then that I have shared anything else with you other than truth. This is just something that keeps poking me in the stomach that I know is going to make an impact in your life. If you listen to it, if you accept it to be possible, and then you give it an attempt to apply it to your life, things will change for you. There are a lot of big ifs there, and I hope you take me up on this because I have seen it work over and over and over again, time and time again in my own life, in my family's life, and in the tribe of people that I get to influence and impact. It's almost shocking how simple life really becomes when you master just these things. See, I started looking not all that long ago at social media. Right? I'm going to share that in the next episode of why, why I was specifically looking at social media. But I got very, very dialed into who it is that I enjoy speaking with and speaking to. Right? Who are the people that if I had the opportunity, if I had this magic wand in my hand, that I could wave it and fill up a room with 10 or 15 people that I would love having conversations with, who would they be? Well, it might not be a surprise to you, but they'd be business owners. Right? They'd be 30 to 50 years old probably have a kid or two. They'd be interested in fitness and health and well-being. They'd be curious about biohacking. They'd always want to be in pursuit of the next best version of themselves. Right over and over again, there's just some pieces that make them who they are. And so I got really clear on that. And again, that's the next episode that I'll air. But as I got clear on that, I started auditing what it is that I have shared with the world fascinating thing. I would encourage you go back through your last 20, 30, 40 Instagram, Facebook, Twitter posts and see what it is you are communicating with the outside world. I'm dead serious here. Take a look at it and see what it is that you are portraying to the outside world. Are you allowing your emotions to dictate what it is that you state externally? If you are doing that, does it serve you or is it less than serving to what it is you're trying to achieve in life? You see, you don't have to use social media for business specifically. But in my personal opinion, how I view social media, I have my wife and my daughter and a handful of other people that are truly the closest to me in the world. The ones where if they called me, I'd probably drop everything to go to go help them out given you know, the ability to do so. It's a very small number of people, right? Under, under 10 people. So while social media is great, those 10 people, we already text back and forth and share pictures and conversations. I'm not living vicariously through their life via social media. So for me specifically, social media is a component of lead generation for my business. It will always be. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. More specifically, I think there's everything right with that. Because I know across the board, there are people that are hungry. They are starving for a solution to their problems from someone that they can relate to. And that person may not be me, but if I position myself in the right way to the right group of people, and it's authentic, and it's organic, and it's truthful, and my message connects with the specific individuals that it is intended to, there will be an opportunity for change. And that doesn't happen as easily without having social media in front of me. Right? So I'm not anti-social media. What I am anti is not using it to the best of my ability. 
And so all that comes from our ability to really push forward in speaking towards the right people that want to see our message and auditing what it is that we've shared. And so I've audited what I shared and I realized there's a format that I had been using for almost everything that I had been posting. It's crazy, right? Like this isn't some sort of marketing thing that I picked up along the way. This just happened to be the cadence that I was using. Right? So I would start with some sort of motivational or inspirational story or quote. Right? I wanted to hook you. I wanted somebody to read it. Then I, of course, would transition into how that story impacted my life. Right? What that quote meant to me. What is the lesson that I'm trying to portray or teach someone from looking at social media? Then, of course, the next logical thing for me to do with the way that I'm wired is to help tell that person, tell you potentially as you're looking at my social media post, how to apply the same lesson, right? Because what good is if I'm the only one that knows the lesson? And so if I follow this cadence, then the final thing I would do is a call to action, right? If you like what I had to say here or you feel compelled to reach out to me, I'd love to help you achieve something greater. There's nothing wrong with that, right? That, that's how I've spoken. That's, that's what I've shared. More specifically, it's probably 90, 95% of my posts were all along those lines. And I think it's wonderful, right? It's necessary. It's impactful. It's something that certainly has treated me well inside the business world. But I look at it as so short-sighted now. And perhaps what I'm going to share with you will have you audit your social media and do much the same. See, I know in this moment that the global marketplace, you as you're listening, is more intelligent, more astute, and has more choices than they have ever had before in their entire life. There is no time like this moment, the moment you're listening to this show, to see a plethora of options that are available to you and make a decision that you think best suits you. And so from that standpoint, if I'm sharing the same general cadence and speaking the same way over and over and over again, I'm just getting lost. I'm getting lost in the noise. And I'm getting lost in that noise because it's not even authentically really me. I mean, certainly from my standpoint, I'm a a positive guy. The glass isn't even half full. It's three quarters full or if not spilling over. I do that because it makes me feel better. I don't like to dwell on the negative too much. Right? I'm someone that enjoys helping other people. I always have and fairly positive I always will. But it got me thinking, really, what is personal development? Right? What, what is it? Like, what am I trying to do with all these posts? And sure, lead generation to work with me so I can take money from you and so I can make an impact in your life. And this domino effect happens after there's an exchange of money for goods or services. But I really got clear right, that a lot of the personal development space ends up being just noise. And I'm guilty of it. Right, so look at all the books that I have, all the things I've read, all the personal development courses I've went to, all the things that I'm involved with. 
they all seem to be saying roughly the same thing in their own tonality. Which is brilliant in its own right. Certainly not implying that anyone's copying from someone else. But when you consume enough content, it all starts to kind of sound the same. I mean, have you ever experienced that before? Maybe you're a YouTube watcher. Or you don't even remember, like, have I seen this video before? Did I know this guy? Man, I feel like I've, I've been here before. And you realize, like, I, don't, I can't even remember, right? I've consumed so much content, I don't know if I've done this one before. And so, as I broke the pieces down and I got more and more clear on what this really is, I want to share with you some quote-unquote free personal development advice right now. I, my hope for you is that it's worth what you have paid for it in this moment. See, personal developments are all starts from a sense of awareness. You have to become aware that something isn't working. You have to have a pain point that's significant enough to make you want to change it. You have to start to dial into something greater than you. In my opinion, the very first step, step number one, that goes on over and over again is this. You must audit your life and be brutally, while be it painfully, honest with yourself. Not going to sugarcoat it and be politically correct here. If you are fat, my friend, then you are fat. When you take your shirt off and you look at yourself in the mirror, if you have love handles, you have love handles. If your rear end looks a certain way, then it looks a certain way. That is your honesty. I'm not asking you to declare this to the world, but I'm asking you to quit running from the facts of your life. Same thing about being broke, right? Lots of times when I speak to entrepreneurs and business owners, say, you know, what's the cash flow of your business? What's the revenue? What's the cash flow? What's the profitability? Well, you see, I have these, these expenses and I have some of these payables coming in. And if all these things happen the right way, at the right time, I'll have this much money. Okay, great, but that didn't answer the question. And when we look at the facts in the moment of time, there's a chance they are broke. No money. See, when we get clear about something, we can make a change. We can impact the trajectory of where we want to go. But when we keep running from it, and you keep saying, well, I'm not really broke, then you don't work with the same veracity that you could. So you have to be, after auditing your life, brutally and painfully honest with yourself, without justifications or without explanations. Simply be 100% honest with yourself. That's where all the growth begins. And when I say honest with yourself, right, if you're a shitty husband or wife, then just say that you are. You don't have to say it to your partner, but write it down. Quit pointing the finger outwardly. Or if you're a bad mother or father, it's okay. Own it. Get it out of the way. Now, from that standpoint, we know we have to be clear. We have to audit ourselves. I think once we have that, we have to pause for a second. Like, man, my life is not as good as I present it to be. What, what type of life do I really want then? Because I'm obviously comparing it to something. If it's not as good as I want right now in the moment, what is it that I'm searching for? And then at this point, the majority of individuals, perhaps even yourself, what we do is we, we filter ourselves, right? Because of the bad situation you feel like you're in now, because of how shitty of a husband or wife you are, you put this filter on about what is possible. My, uh, 
the ideal life for me, Ryan, would be if, gosh, if I could just have sex with my wife once a week. Really? Yeah, that'd be amazing. Okay. My next question at that point is, when you first met your wife, how often were you having sex? Oh, God, we couldn't get enough of each other. Five, six, seven nights a week, sometimes multiple times. Okay, so you mean to tell me you've experienced something greater before, but you're willing to settle for something less going forward. Am I hearing you correctly? The answer is almost always yes. And the reason for that is things have gotten so bad and so out of control, and we've ran from the facts of our lives that all of a sudden we settle for less. So you have to remove the filter of your dreams and goals after you get clear on yourself. I would have you write them all down as though you're 100% positive you would achieve them. I mean, in this standpoint, what do you have to lose? Right? I mean, you wrote down the things that you're probably not proud of. You wrote down the things that aren't working. You wrote down that you're overweight. You wrote down that you're broke. You wrote down that you cheat on your spouse. You wrote down all the things. So what's an ideal life look like for you? You might as well take the filter off and write that down too. All of it. And then from that standpoint, the third, because there's a little secret I'm going to let you in on right now. People are more driven by pain than they are by pleasure. Let that sink in for a second. Think about your own life. Are you more likely to take action towards your dreams if things are going great in your life or if something went badly? Did you leave your job when you were on top of the world getting promotions to go find something else? Or did you leave your job after something didn't go the right way? It's a truism. It's the way that we're wired. So once you know the filterless goals that you've set for yourself... I need you to pause and write down the exact opposite of what that would be. Let's say you got to that magic point in time in which you should have achieved all that you wanted to and the exact opposite would happen. What does that look like? Right, any time that you are doing something that is not driving you towards your goal, you need to stop and look at achieving the opposite. Because you are more likely headed on that path than you are the path of success. The fourth one, right? The fourth step is to create small, daily, simple, actionable tasks for yourself that move you closer to your goals. And the byproduct of that would be moving you further away from what you don't want. I happen to have eight things, nine things a day that I know make me feel good personally. I know they propel me forward. I know many clients that I've worked with find value in them in the same capacity. I do find it admittedly somewhat shocking how few after six months are still doing the things, but that's because they weren't that important to them, which is beautiful in its own right. So I share with you, instead of having to copy somebody else's things, come up with the small daily things that you know are pushing you towards your goals and adhere to them with ruthless conviction. It does you no good to do them occasionally. Imagine what would happen if you occasionally went to work. Or if you occasionally told your spouse you loved them. Or you occasionally filled up your car with gas. Occasionally will not get you what you want. 
quit thinking that it will. And then the fifth and final step is to repeat steps one through four at the bare minimum once every 90 days. You see, life changes, right? We grow, we evolve, we mature. We have new things that are roadblocks and hurdles for us. And if we're not auditing our life and our path and our trajectory, and we're not consistently getting more and more clear on the areas of opportunity for growth, then what happens long-term is we get blindsided because we got off course. And we didn't know how we got off course because we never stopped to look. And the goals that we set six months ago or a year ago are no longer relevant. They're no longer relative. They're no longer something that we care about because our life has changed. And my friend, that is beautiful in its own right. You're allowed to change. You're supposed to change. We are all in constant motion and constant progression towards a greater version of ourselves if you simply allow yourself to be. So I know with complete and utter certainty, inside of the overarching world of personal development, inside of the things that progress me forward, have progressed hundreds of clients forward, and would progress you forward, it all gets boiled down to those five things. Now don't get me wrong, there are plenty of tips, tricks, tactics, hacks. Unique ways to accelerate those base level growth patterns. But I can guarantee you, if you don't have those five things dialed in completely, whatever growth you hope to experience will be short-lived and will be underwhelming. And I can't imagine there's any part of you that wants to live a life that's underwhelming. So my friends, I'm Ryan Nidell, wishing you truly unlimited success.